Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome to the Monday Scramble, where we are previewing 2016. How can Spieth follow up such a historic 2015? Can Rory McIlroy get back into the major championship winner's circle? What will DL3 do differently this time around to captain the Americans to victory at the Ryder Cup? And, of course, the Olympics golf returns for the first time in over 100 years. Welcome inside our digital studio. This is our preview for 2016 podcast. I'm Bailey Mosier alongside Rex Hoggard, Ryan Lavner, and Jay Coffin. You guys have traveled far and wide in 2015 covering all the tours across the globe, really. Um, before we get to 2016, some of your takeaways from 2015, maybe your most memorable moments, obviously Jordan Spieth and Jason Day stand out, but a lot of other things happened in 2015. We went through a run there towards the end of the season where guys were trading the world number one, and that to me is a best-case scenario. When you had Rory awesome. and Jason and Jordan Spieth all sort of flipping out and uh, interact, interchanging, it, it shows the depth of golf right now, and it shows the fact that we don't have that one dominant player. We've all we've become used to Jay since we were in the business that there was always one guy that you focused on. Right now, there's four, five, six guys that you probably need to focus that's on. A, that's my biggest take: is that golf's going to be fine without Tiger Woods. Whatever happens with Tiger Woods, and whenever we see him, if we see him now, never, whatever happens, we're going to be okay. And a year ago, we thought we were going to be fine with Rory, but with Spieth and Dave doing their thing, we're going to be pretty, we're going to be just fine for the next 20 years. Well, I was going to say, it should be noted that <clears throat> golf will be fine without Tiger Woods, but it's also taking more than one person yes. to fill that void. So we It's not just parody, it's parody amongst three really compelling guys who are Young, under the age of 28 yeah. who great talkers who combined for 14 wins this past year worldwide with three majors and two end of season titles like it was a, almost a best case scenario if tigers out of the mix you Absolutely. just need that to continue for the next i don't know 20 years yeah no problem piece of cake <laughs> they got this right yeah, yeah. they're already uh, not acting their age so they'll they'll <laughs> continue this into the into their 40s for sure well uh, let's move on go ahead and look forward into 2016 jordan speeth five pj tour wins two majors obviously, in 2015. You know, where does he go from there, and what can we expect from him? Well, uh, for me, I don't have a clue, which is why it's fascinating. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, he... I mean, to just say, just uh, to say, burst on the radar is is just is understating it, right? So from here for the next 20 years, somebody wants a piece of Jordan Spieth's time every single time he steps out of his house. All right, that is Tiger Woods territory. At every dinner when he goes out, he goes grocery shopping. He no matter where he goes after every single round, after every Tuesday, Wednesday practice round in pro am, somebody wants a piece of Jordan Spieth. He knows that now. He didn't have to worry about that in March. Right, starting in April and then June and July, he had to worry about it. So, how can he handle? We think he can handle it. I'm sure he'll handle it great. He's handled everything else tremendously. I mean, just better than you can imagine for a 22-year-old. How does that translate, though, 
on the golf course. Will he be tired? He's going to chase a little bit of appearance fee money early in the year. Totally cool with that. You, you did what you did. Gotcha. Go yeah. do that. But then once we get into the meat of the schedule and the grind and the majors and people wanting pieces of him heading into the Masters and then heading into the U.S. Open, I think he's going to be fine. But I, I don't know that I expect him to win a major and win five times, six times, two, three times, two, three tour events next year would be pretty good. He's probably, I think he might win the Olympics. I think that's good. That's a good follow-up here. Giving him the goal we already. Wow. Oh, no, I... He's giving him the goal. Well, then what are your thoughts there, Mr. Know-it-all? Well, no, I just that seems so far away. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. But it, you're absolutely right. For a 22-year-old, the golf IQ is, is through the charts. Everything he's done has been completely, perfectly on point. Even when we decided to criticize him for playing the John Deere the week before the Open, going for the third leg of the yeah. single-season slam. He made himself look really smart. Out, he right? made himself. He made the rest of us look stupid. He was the smartest kid in the room at 22 years old. He'll continue to do that. He'll continue to be competitive. He's always talking about the team. And his team around him is very, very good, and they've got him focused on what's important. What stands out to me is the two things you brought out. This was a Tiger-esque season. He talked about it at the end of his year. He's going to have to figure out a way to do this again. And, and look, it's exhausting. It's hard to do what Tiger did over the course of two decades. That's the first hurdle. And the second hurdle, these guys are only going to get better. Jason Day has now had a taste of a major championship. Roy McIlroy is going to be healthy. All of these guys are going to be coming after him. So it will be very, very difficult even as focused as he is, to maintain that level of competitiveness. Yeah, Rex, to follow up on, on this point here, it's I'm not trying to sound pessimistic here, but it's very likely that Jordan Spieth has already reached the mountaintop at age 22. It was one of the best major seasons you could possibly have. It stinks, but I, I think I, I agree with you. And guys not I named agree. Tiger tend to follow up a multiple major season with one that's not quite up to the same stuff. It would be an incredible accomplishment for Jordan Spieth if he could win a major next year, I think. Well, I did. I looked that up last night, Lav, actually. Uh, you know, Jack, Tiger, Rory, Gary Player, Tom Watson, Nick Faldo, what they did their first season that they won multiple majors, how they did follow it up. Yeah. And only Tiger, when he won three and then won the Masters in 01, followed it up with a major yeah. championship. So well, even Rory in 04, or sorry, 14. Yeah, Rory. Perfect example. Absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. what he was able to do, and, and, and it, you know, he has this great year, and then he kind of falls off. And then he has another great year in the majors, and then he sort of falls off. There's this ebb and flow that we criticized him for. I mean, we sat, well, you know, he's got to be consistent. If you add that up over the course of a career, it's, pretty it's good. Hall of Fame stuff here. I mean, it, it puts him in a very elite category. I would expect the same thing. Yeah, and I, I, look, and I know he's different. You know, you've got to go on a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, he's grown up so quickly and handled everything brilliantly. I mean, he honestly hasn't had a misstep, right? I mean, he's just handled it just beautifully that we, we don't know. I mean, we think it's too much to come off this year and win a major, but if he shows up to the Masters, he's going to be not an overwhelming favorite, but he's going to be the favorite to win the Masters again. Right. And let's not forget what he did a year ago where he was in the hunt and had a chance to win with nine holes left. So... He, he's going to be the favorite. People are going to bet. If he wins the Masters, would we really be surprised? Maybe, but not really, right? right. Well, I mean, the, the part that gets me is, and we're going to get into this, I'm sure, later, but if you had to pick one player at the Masters, at the U.S. Open, whatever the case may be, I probably wouldn't pick Jordan. I would pick Rory because of how he's able to dominate a golf course. Right, but field. Jordan's done it, so I'd take Jordan. You wouldn't pick Jordan Spieth. As your master's favorite? I would not. I would pick Roy simply because his Bubba? history on the golf course. Well, yeah, absolutely, Bubba. Once every two years, yeah. 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 a trend. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think Roy, I, watching what Rory did at Kiwa when he won the PGA and at Congressional when he, when he won the U.S. Open, people weren't even close to him. It was silly what he's able to do when that driver is on. Jordan cannot do that. He can still dominate. He can still be an unbelievable player. But I think head to head, when those two were at the top of their games, I have to give the nod to Roy. Right. Yeah. 
Jordan has to have everything be perfect. Yes. This is a guy who's relying on strategy, kind of determination, a yeah. great wedge game. Really sublime putting. putting. I mean, this guy made a quarter of his putts from 20 to 25 feet in 2015. That's unfathomable. Is he going to make the consistency for five years making that those types of putts? You don't, you don't know, but Jordan in the pecking order of, of those three guys, Rory, Jason, Jordan, you'd put him third in terms of if they're playing at their best, he's probably going to finish third. Right, which also doesn't, though, have anything to do with who I would pick to, to win the Masters. <laughs> I would pick Jordan to be able to win the Masters. How do you think he's going to handle the pressure? Putting is important. How's he going to handle the pressure? Going back there in 2016, the pressure. It's, it, I, I think he'll handle it fine, but I don't know that it equates to a win. I mean, look, I, I'd give him a top five right now at the Masters. I mean, because he, cause if he's shown us anything, is that he doesn't have any let-ups, right? I mean, he's played well. It, that, that's what's even the most impressive was the almost at, at the Open you know, the PGA Championship. Jason Day does this thing at the FedEx Cup and Jordan Spieth, oh, by the way, hey, I'm still sort of the man, walks away with the, the FedEx Cup and all the, all there. So this is a guy that's shown, if he's showing up to play, he's doing what Tiger Woods, he's showing up to play, he's showing up to win. I was just going to say, he has that Tiger ability to peak for the biggest events. He can tailor his schedule and get right. But I don't think Jordan Spieth can be phased by the pressure. He's been, he's been the guy at his level of golf You're ever right. since he was 12 years old. Which will he be more pressure how, when he shows up at the Masters or when he showed up at the Open this year at St. Andrews. I don't think it would get any row. greater than it was at, the, at it's, St. It's Andrews. Sort of and he handled that pretty good. He handles it great. And you have to look. I mean, let's be honest. When you start talking about pressure at the Masters, it's all going to be on Rory going for the Grand Slam. It, it, let's it's going to come up every year until I mean, he yeah, It's going to weigh on him until he gets that green jacket. And yeah. I believe he's going to get the green jacket eventually. I would say the same thing. Jason Day has more pressure at Augusta as an Australian. I mean, that's the one. He's had a couple chances. Had a couple chances, so and, and Jordan's got the green jacket in the closet, man. That's not going to phase him. But he wants yeah. more. He said if he could win one event in 2016, the only one he would want to win is the Masters. <laughs> Even though he's already got a green jacket, he, that's the one he wants to win. <laughs> he's again. always better than one. Yeah, he's probably, I think he's probably going to get two or three by the time he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about Rory McIlroy and his chances at Augusta, and you know, kind of coming off of what he considers a disappointing season, he did win in 2015 four times worldwide. But you know, where does he go from here? Does he? have this successful 2016 does he become world number one again where do we go from here uh yes successful i think he does become world number one it'll probably be for a week and then he'll he'll you know the jordan will overtake him from his couch in dallas and then that that's the way it'll work that's, you know because of that, that uh, ranking yeah, works, no one yeah. really wants to get into that uh, so yeah i think at some point he does get to world number one that the thing with with rory is it and it's been amazing to watch the ebb and flow of this season so the kickabout Takes him out of probably the most important event of the year for him, an open at St. Andrews. Everything was trending in the right Everything direction. Everything was heading in the right direction. And, you know, we talked to him at the PGA, and he's down. You know, he's clearly, this bothers him. He, he, he let this stupid injury take something away from him. And then by the time he finishes his season in Dubai, he wins in Dubai, everything's great again. He's talking about how great the season is. So I think he's come full circle. You know, he, he dealt with the fact that, look, I, I, I hurt myself. I dealt myself a blow. I need to move on. And, again, when he's on, he is far too dominant. I mean, we have seen it time and time again. The driver. I don't know that anybody can compete with him, even Tiger Woods. I mean, head-to-head, head, I would have loved to have seen those two at their best in their primes. Because I think Rory probably could have competed with him. That's pretty bold. I think that Jason Day kid who shot 20 under at Whistling Straits, <laughs> I, think he's, I, think his a, I think his A game is right there with Rory. It if, is. If not, I don't think he has the consistency. And, and I think throughout, I mean, I, I've covered Jason a long time since he was a 16-year-old kid. There's going to be another injury. There's going to be something that crops up. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I love the kid. I, I, I'm always amazed at what he's able to do and where he's come from. But he has been injury prone. If he can avoid the injuries, 
You're absolutely right, but uh, I'm still a little dubious he can avoid the yeah. DL. When it comes to Rory, I, I think 26, I think it's a big year for him. I think, you know, nothing good came from that kickabout. We were robbed. I mean, we were robbed of, of the of that chance to see that at St. Andrews. Him against Jordan, and especially the way it went down. It was one of the best tournaments of the year without Rory. You know, we, we're pretty, you know, we don't know, but there's a pretty good chance he would have been in that mix somewhere. They weren't going to be outside the top five. But I think 2015 was as good as it possibly could have been given how bad the middle of the considered. summer was, right? Played pretty well early, played really well late. Didn't play well when he wasn't playing, and he kind of took, took some time to get some rust off. So I think he's licking his chops watching those other two boys. I mean, no, nobody was even talking about I mean, Rory was a complete afterthought at the PGA. He was there to play, but he was an afterthought. The dude who was overwhelming number one in 20, 2014 was a complete afterthought, came back, got that rust off, played well. I think 16's a big year from him. I, I just, I just, I know that he's licking his chops. You just, we just know the fire in his belly and how much he gets going. He's just not going to want to be the third fiddle again. Yeah, he's, he's my player of the year for 2016. Motivation is not going to be an issue. He felt like he squandered some opportunities, obviously, with the British Open or the Open Championship miss and then the PGA Championship. Someone took over his number one ranking. He doesn't particularly like that. And you're right, Jay, he was an afterthought during the summer. Mm -hmm. You could never say that about the world number one in 2014. But the fact of the matter is, he was playing third fiddle to these guys, and that did not really sit well with him. I, I love this. It's, it's after he wins the match play in San Francisco, and we're kind of scrumming with him after he's done his press conference, and we ask him, what are you going to do tomorrow morning? You know, it's his birthday. His birthday was the Monday afterwards. What are you going to do tomorrow morning? And the first thing he did, he said, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to check the world ranking. And the point was he wanted to see his lead because it had just gotten bigger, and it was going to continue to get bigger. And it shows you where his mind is. It shows you that not only does he want to beat you, he wants to kick you when you're down. Nicest guy in the world off the golf course, but he has a competitiveness. He likes being that alpha dog. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. So we all agree he will get back to number one in 2016, but does he separate himself? Does he go on a torrid stretch and, and get that lead? I don't think so. Again? I mean, these other guys have proven this year that they're too competitive. We've talked about three of them, but, I mean, let's don't leave Ricky Fowler, who had a career year. Yeah. Let's don't leave him out of the mix. He won Justin the playoffs. Johnson would easily win. You mentioned Henrik Stenson. I mean, there's, there's so guys. many guys Justin now. Rose. I mean, there's just so many world-class players. It's, it's just ridiculous. And you look at the young players. You look at the Brooks Kepkas and the Justin Thomases. These, these guys are just going to continue to get better as well. I don't think anybody separates themselves, and I don't think it's a big three. It's a big five or six or seven, whatever number I think we want to settle It's just on. a big win for golf. It is. <laughs> I, I, to, to an extent, I don't think you want to have parity because it's hard for, for fans to really latch on to one or two guys. I think these are the, the three. I mean, I think their, their A game separates themselves. They're certainly different in the way they approach the game. Rory, though, no, I don't think he's going to separate himself. I think Jason Day, if, he's, if he stays healthy, which is a big gift when it comes to Jason Day, I think he's going to be right there. And Spieth, yeah. that short game never goes out of style. Yeah. Another player whose health is iffy, big question mark, obviously, is Tiger Woods out right now. Uh, we don't know when he's going to return in 2016. First of all, do you guys think he will return? in 2016. I don't know if he's going to swing a club um, in 2016 after listening to him talk at, at his event in early in December. I, I mean, he was he's talking about the extension of, the extent of his activity was walking. I mean, we you see him get up and walk around and he, he looked like my grandfather. I mean, he, I just don't know where he goes from here and in listening to his comments, there was a nostalgia that I have never seen from Tiger Woods before about looking back on his career and saying that everything from here is gravy. I, I've never seen that side of him before, and I think it speaks to how serious this injury is and how seriously he's taking it. Tiger likes being in the spotlight, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if we only saw him two times this year. 
One, at his pre-tournament news conference at his Quicken Loans National, and then a second as a vice captain for the Ryder Cup. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't hit a competitive shot in 2016. Yeah, me too. I mean, to, to come as far as he needs to come, given what we know now, which is not a lot, but we know more now than we knew a month ago, right? So given, given that, you know, the hardly walking and everything, definitely not swinging a golf club, to come from that to where he needs to be to feel confident enough that he can stand on the first tee at a tour event and not embarrass himself, that's six, eight months away, is it not? And for the first time, he's not going to rush back. I think that's, yeah. that's pretty clear. I, 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 I knew you were going to go there. I don't buy that. I, and I know everyone's been saying it. Look, no, no one's waited too long to come back from an injury, and, and that is untied and unbeaten. And I think that as much as he will sit and talk, about taking the slow road and doing what the doctors tell him. It's the same guy that told the doctors when he went into the 2008 U.S. Open, not only am I playing the U.S. Open, but I'm going to win. Well, no, you, don't think he's he's, you don't think he's, he's learned his lesson. He's not 32 years old. I don't think he's learned his lesson. Athletes don't learn their lesson. This isn't personal for Tiger. This is about athletes. I mean, we, we both did Tiger at 40 stories, and I got the same answers from the same different players. Look, uh, we, we'd like to say we're going to sit here and listen to doctor's orders, but you sit on the couch long enough, and you start hitting chip shots, and they feel good, and I can do that. I completely disagree. I think if he rushes back, he's going to have another back surgery. This guy might be in a wheelchair at 50 if he continues his back surgery. I mean, it's something point you have to say enough is enough if I don't play if I can be fully healthy or as close to 100% as possible at age over 41. the last five years he hasn't done it he's not going to do it now I there's, know we all like no, to see there's no incentive to rush back it never, there never I has think been. there isn't either because I think he's now old enough he'll be 40 uh, by the end of December when the calendar turns to 2016 he'll be 40 years old he's already kind of had his it wasn't retirement talk but it was this uh, yeah. You know, looking back and this sunset talk. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's call it what it reflective. was. Reflective. So, why not? Why doesn't he just accept within himself that anything he does going forward in five years, when he wins a major, let's say at forty-five, or you know, when he does something jackass forty-six, or Tom Watson nearly won the Open at fifty-nine. Is that his mindset now? That like maybe he's going to be one of those stories. Have this one great of, moment. Yeah. I don't, it's he hard for me. He certainly got one run in him. I think so if too. It's it probably it at, maybe at Augusta or something. So why, so why would you rush or, back? Or at, or, at the, or at one of the opens, right? right you're not getting you to the 18 open. anymore. Yeah, How about I, you're just doing one final? I think it is a little. I think it's a little bit different. I, I don't think he rushes back either because I, I, I agree with what you're saying about the incentive thing. I, and I know he's got the mind, and this is what he's always done. So we're, so if so if he does it again, we shouldn't be surprised. But I, this is his last chance. <laughs> This is this so don't really squander is, it by so back. don't screw it screw it up. You know, this in 2015 it was sort of his. We thought it was a last chance, and he came back. No, th now this time we mean it. This is this is his last. Three back surgeries in 19 to, months. He has, has to get this. He has to get this there, one he right. He has never done anything in the, over the course right, of his but career. Now he's going to believe that suddenly he's, he's turned this epiphany. Well, because well, but also what's his motivation? But also, right now? what has ever been his motivation well, no, to win? Right, but nothing he's ever said in his career was. But nothing he's ever said in his career sounded anything like what it sounded like in the Bahamas. I will give you that, but I still that was say a it's different the guy. same was DNA a different guy, though. of the guy that came back in 2008. Right, but, that, the, exact but the DNA, DNA of that just, guy doesn't say anything that happens from here on is gravy. But now he it's a can't, different DNA. He can't prove everyone wrong anymore. Well, I think he's that's his that own motivation. And when I, over the course of the story of, of you know, what does he do next, I, I was sitting down with Arnold Palmer, and there was a Sports Illustrated cover from 1969 on the wall, and it was uh, Farewell to an Error, Arnie Turns 40. And it was, it was a good timing, and I asked him, Mr. Palmer, did that upset you? And he kind of glares at me, and he goes, yes, it upset me. And much like 
all of us sitting around here and writing and talking about it is going to upset Tiger. I think that's going to be his lone motivation. All right. So if so, you, so you think Tiger's going to rush back? Does he play again this year? Uh, I do not think he plays again this year. So you, how is that not rushing back? Oh, it, trust me. I think he's at the point now where playing, let's say, at the end of next year, let's say playing in the new season. He's still rushing back? He's still rushing back, in my opinion. Well, we're talking about his body and physically, but how about his mindset and mentally? Where is he at? And well, right now, I don't think mentally, he, he's I don't very think he, vulnerable. Yeah, I don't think he wants to play golf right now. I mean, given what, what, we, what we heard from him at the Hero World Challenge and given the state of his body that we know he's in, I don't think he's even considered... I, I, I literally don't think, I think if you gave him a million dollars for him to tell you where he thinks he's going to come back, he didn't have a clue. I mean, the guy's not, like he's not, it's not really going to phase him. Okay, yeah. so, but I don't think he has a, I don't think Talk he has a clue because he doesn't need to have a clue and his body just is not in the place where I, I think he has no, no interest in playing golf right now. I would agree with that. Well, well I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. What this really boils down to is, he, as much as we want to sit here and say he's a different person because of the press conference at the World Challenge, he's still a driven guy. He still wants to win. I know he downplays that whole idea that I, I wanted to play for Tigers, I mean for Jack's 18 majors. To me, that really sounds like revisionist history at this point. Because it, born from diminishing returns, I still think it was tacked on the wall in Cypress, California, when he grew up, and I think it's still tacked mentally inside his head that look, this is what I want to play for. And look, there's plenty of examples of guys who played well in their 40s. Vijay Singh, Marco Mira, one of his best friends, they all won majors and played well in their 40s. He's he never still, had these injuries. When he still has it in his head. Now that's the key. There are, there are, exa there are plenty of examples. There There's are examples. There, there are, are examples. examples that show that it's possible for him to have one last Correct. fleeting moment. Correct. Correct. I know I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, should do it for the Tiger Woods talk. So in 2016, let's talk about Phil Mickelson, who, mm. you know, when Tiger plays well, we talk about him. When Tiger doesn't play well, we talk about him. Phil Mickelson in 2015 did not play well, but we didn't really talk about him yeah. much. He was an afterthought. We didn't Best have time to. slump ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, one, no one talked about it. <laughs> so 2016, obviously, every time the U.S. Open rolls around, that's one of the storylines is Phil Mickelson. Can he get the career Grand Slam? So... How about at Oakmont, does Phil factor at the U.S. Open? No, I, I don't. Not and, even? No, because, I mean, I just think he's hit a wall. And, you know, I think moving away from Butch, who he had the most success with of anybody he's ever worked with in his career, is a, is a telling sign that he's lost and he's looking for answers. And if Butch isn't the answer, then honestly, then who I, I don't know Good who luck. would be. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I'm with you there. I, that That's the one thing that, that gives me hesitation about what, Maybe it's what I want to have happen or, or, you know, is, look, right now, Phil's fifth in Ryder Cup points, right? Because it was only based off of majors in 2015, and he played yeah, well at the Masters. Masters. All right? So, you know, you realize that his name was left off the vice captains for the Ryder Cup team, right? Because you know he desperately, desperately, desperately wants to play on that team. For that to happen, he needs to play well at the Masters and maybe one other tour event for him to be in maybe a top 12, 15 situation, which would at least allow him to, if not make it on points, be some sort of a pick. That's what I expect. I, ex I expect to see him fighting like hell to try to make that Ryder Cup team. And if that's one more spin around Augusta National in a top five, a top 10, I mean, he played really well in 2015. If he can do that... Maybe he plays well at the Memorial or, or, an, or an Open again at Troon. I don't know his Troon history. Something like that. He gets fired up for a PGA. Just He doesn't need much. And he's lightning in a bottle at the Masters and then one or two other tour events. 
and he can play his way onto that Ryder Cup team, which you know he wants to because as a pick at the President's Cup, he wants to extend that streak, play at home, and then just be done. Yeah, Rex, to go back to something you said, it shows that Phil's lost going away from Butch, and I would completely agree, but I think on the other side of that, you can say that this is a chance for him to get rejuvenated, to get re-energized with new thoughts, new ideas, something to keep him engaged over the offseason. Yes. For his one last two rocks. Exactly. He's his body's in better shape than Tiger Woods. Absolutely. Yes, that, that long swing, he can, he can play into his play 50s. Long, long swing, long careers, yeah. Exactly. So I think this is, this is actually a good step at this point. Phil knows his, his clock is probably winding down. His, his legitimate chances to win a major are certainly winding down. If this gives him a best chance to, to win a couple tour events, play on the Ryder Cup team, maybe find light, lightning in a bottle of Oakmont, fine, but I think the Grand Slam talk has sailed. Here's the part that I, and you, you brought it up, it's all going to be focused on making that team, either as a pick or as an automatic selection. He, the first thing he did when he walked off the green at the President's Cup is go up to Davis Love and tell him, don't forget me next year. I mean, he wanted to make that clear, and this is a, a full year out. That being said, over the course of the last three years, I don't know how many times I've talked to Phil after a round where he said his mental focus wasn't there, that his mind wandered yeah, during that, the course that of the round. That's I don't know what that, that's about. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a guy that is at his level, that look, you can have a bad swing, you can three-putt, you, you can have a bad round, but to actually cop to the idea that, yeah, my head just wasn't in it, that to me is concerning. But the shell Houston yeah. Open doesn't fire up Phil anymore. It's the next week at the Masters. So mm -hmm. if this new swing coach can give him a spark, get him going a little bit, I think it's, I think it's good for him. Well, Phil's got to believe that he can still win. Oh, the sure. US. Yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. what does he do? I mean, what does he need to do to make sure that he does peak? not have those mental lapses. He has to figure out a way to stay focused, even if that means at the Shell Houston Open. He talked about, look, he just needs to, to, to scratch his way in to a couple top fives to get on that team. It's not going to take a lot for Davis to make him a pick, let's be honest, but he has to stay away from those, those mental lapses. If you go into the final round and your mind's wandering, that is not how you get it done. Yeah. Not, not, after what you, not with what you want to accomplish. He may not necessarily want to play in the Houston Open, but he needs to act like he wants to play in the Houston Open because he realizes that that's a means to playing well at the Masters. That's the he just kind of needs to suck it up on those down. And you're right, I'm with you too because we wrote a lot of, a lot about that with Phil this year. You know, we didn't talk about him as much because all you know we had the Tiger and the Spieth and Day and all that stuff and, and Ricky and, and Rory. But you're right, it's like, dude, you've you've been around for a, for a long time, and I, I I applaud your honesty. You're telling us that you're just kind of not digging it right now. But, dude, you're Phil Mickelson. You're the second best player of this generation. You're one of the top eight to ten best players of all times. Come on. Let's, gonna be let's, two just, events let's just do some him. rewiring and get it. let's get it going. There's going to be two, maybe three events that motivate him. I mean, it's always at Augusta. He drives down Magnolia yeah. Lane and gets the goosebumps. It's going to be the U.S. Open because the Grand Slam is there and yeah. people are going to bring him back into the spotlight. And it's going to be the Open Championship because he's figured out a way. You know, after yeah. all those years, he figured out how to, how to play links golf. The rest of them? Mm -hmm. He's just filling in the time slots. He's just checking off the box. Let's just be realistic. A regular season tour stop is not going to fire him up. Nope. If he could improve his wedge play and his putting, which were very poor for the last two years, that's his bread and butter. If he can improve that, I think he can win. Bigger storyline in 2016, Phil winning the U.S. Open or Tiger coming back and winning a PJ Tour event. Tiger. Oh, I think it's Tiger. Um, yeah, it's got to be Tiger. <laughs> just I mean, it's, on, it's, just, it's always it's Tiger. Tiger. Just based yeah. on what we've seen. It's always Tiger. I, I, look, I, I, hope, I hope to God that happens. Both. <laughs> yeah, can we have, can we have both? If that happens, this, uh, this podcast next year gets no, a little No, Ryan Labner, you cannot have it all. <laughs>
This is my podcast. We can do I, what we want. It, look, I mean, I, Phil is going to, to get excited, like I said, to, to go try to win that U.S. Open. But the fact is, is it wasn't Phil who teed off at 8 a.m. on Thursday morning at the Wyndham Champion with people five deep down the fairways. When you talk about moving the needle, and I think that's your question, it's going to be Tiger. He puts himself into contention at the John Deere Classic in Reno, wherever it is. It doesn't matter. He's going to absolutely be the story. No matter what he does, good or bad. Always the story. All right. Well, you are listening to the morning Monday scramble. Oh, the morning drive Monday scramble. Yes. 2016 Look Ahead podcast. Bailey Mosier with Rex Hoggard, Ryan Lavner, and Jay Coffin. And let's move right along into the 2016 schedule, which to say it will be jam-packed is an understatement. There is an 11-week stretch where eight of 11 events are either majors, the Ryder Cup, the Olympics, or FedEx Cup playoffs. And of course, we've seen over the years that not all of the guys tee it up in every single FedEx Cup playoff event, hoping that they can still mathematically make their way to Eastlake. But uh, it's going to be busy, and we are going to be covering all of it. Well, and, and that's a good stat. The one that, that I, I threw out to the boss over here a couple of weeks ago, because I was trying to get some help here. Is, that's is what, that's what Jake and not Bailey Moser. Yeah, yeah, well, both I mean, I boss. boss you around, but I'm not your boss. If you start at the U.S. Open through the end of the season, which is basically the Ryder Cup, there's 16 weeks. Of those 16 weeks, there's 12 events that you pretty much have to be at, whether if you're a player or a journalist, whatever the case may be. It, it's going to be a, a very convoluted, it's going to be a very confused schedule. There was no way around it. And there's going to be some nastiness. I mean, the whole deal that went down between the European Tour and the PGA nasty. Tour, nasty. The Bridgestone. Bridgestone and the French Open, yep. it just didn't play out very well. And I think we're going to run into that again in four years, probably, simply because there's only so many weeks in the calendar. And you're absolutely right. Guys are going to have to make tough decisions this, this year about where they're going to play. They're going to have to get, be rested before the Open comes around, and they're going to end up skipping big events. You, well, that's what I was going to ask, uh, not, to, not to play Bailey's role here, but what... Because I mean, you have such a finger on the pulse of all this stuff, what will the, what will they skip? What will I mean, it's got to be? But what else? I mean, there's gonna just skipping one event isn't gonna free up a lot of schedule. What what can these guys feasibly skip? Well, without first, just getting roasted. Well, first off, it, they're gonna go light before we get to the open. So you're gonna see yeah. fewer guys playing yeah. the West Coast. You're gonna see fewer guys in the Florida, Florida. swing. You're just not gonna do the, your normal starts. And then once we get to the U.S. Open, you, use Graham McDowell. As an example, he is an RBC ambassador, which means not only does he have to play the U.S. Open and then he'll have to play the Open Championship, which is just three weeks later. He'll have to. He'll have to also play the Canadian Open, which is the week after that. All right, and then you start getting into to, to these things that sort of just snowball. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to make a very, very difficult decision. It was a telling conversation I had with Paul Casey about Martin Keimer did not get his minimum number of starts and lost yeah. his tour card this year. And I'm asking him about the logistics and, and how he did not do the math. And Paul kind of stops and he goes, you know what, it's going to work out best for him than anyone else. Because he doesn't have to worry about the FedEx Cup playoffs or any of, the, any of the events in the United States. He can focus on Europe, making the Euro Cup, European Ryder Cup team in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Because that's really where their mind's at. You're going to have to pick one or the other this year. And if you're a European who's trying to split time between the two tours, it's going to be very difficult. I'm going to be very curious to see how the top players respond to playing the Olympics. You can only get fired up so many times in an 11-week window. And it's usually going to be at the majors because that's how you're going to define your career. But how do you get re-energized for the Olympic tournament. Something new, yes, but in competing for a gold medal is something that's never been done, or at least in the past hundred years. But how do you pick yourself up and get ready for that, too? And it's at a time where they're going to be the most tired. Exactly. Right? It's, it's going to be, it's, it's not... How much, how much do you have left in the tank at that point? Yeah, so, it's, so you're going to have to summon this extra energy to play in the Olympics for your country. That's, that shouldn't be, a, shouldn't be a problem. 
But you add in the newness of it, you add in, you know, everything else, it's going to be... Well, this is going to be... I'm sorry, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, he just kicked into the Olympics. I didn't realize we were there. I thought we were jumping around the script. Um, there is a script? Uh, it, 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 here's the thing about the Olympics, and I agree. I mean, Adam Scott has been the most outspoken about, look, this is pretty far down on my priority list. I totally get it. Growing up in the golf-developed nations, the United States, Australia, the U.K., it's all about the majors, maybe the Ryder Cup. Those are the five events that matter. It's hard to add a sixth one in there with everything else that's going on. That being said, I equate this to the first time David Duvall played in the Ryder Cup. He had a lot of really racy comments about, well, yeah, it's, it's an exhibition, it's that, you know, there should be some sort of payment involved. When he actually showed up and he was in the atmosphere and he got to the event and he felt it, his tune changed dramatically. Suddenly he understood that, wow, this is a... This is where you want to be. I never want to miss another one of these again. I think once these guys take the March of Nations, I think once they're actually in the competition and they see the vibe and they feel the experience, it will be entirely different. The trick will be getting them there. Because mm -hmm. I think a couple of guys, as we just talked about the schedule, they're going to start checking things off and figure maybe Rio's one I can miss. You, you, we're going to have to figure out a way to avoid that. Well, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if the top players miss it. It's, me it's too. a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Scott has made it clear. I mean, I don't think he will. I think he... I, I think, think he's he says voicing it. his displeasure. Correct, and that's different than saying I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. There'll be so much heat on him. It'll be hard. It'll be. It'll. Be, it's the first back in over a hundred stinking years. You gotta show up. I don't care if you show up and lay an egg. Show up and play golf. It's not that deep of a field. There aren't that many people. There. There's 20 people who can win that tournament. Right, maybe 20, 25, I wouldn't 30, put it that high. 15? I mean, it's going to be 15 okay. people that you're Suck it up and, and go play. Put your, put your colors on and go play and get out. And you know what? You can fuss about it afterwards if you didn't have a good time, but you can't knock it until you try it. Adam Scott's not guaranteed to be on that Australian team in four yeah. years. I, I have a bet that he won't. But <laughs> I'm right there on the edge on it. But hey, here's the part that gets me, is, and you brought up a great point. There's going to be 15 names on that men's list that we recognize. Your average golf fan recognizes. You and I will probably go a little bit deeper, I would hope. Why are you looking at Jay when you say that? Here's the, well, he, he knows them all. Here's the deal. It, Jordan's going to win. You just gave him the green medal. Uh, the gold medal. The green medal. The green medal. The green gold medal. The green medal. Okay, with, with the waters there. The best case scenario, okay. though, is if you have someone from China or Brazil or Argentina. The game. India. Wins a bronze. India. Yeah, Anabana Lahiri. Wins a bronze medal. That's where we're going to see the real impact of this. Because in India... It's still very much, it's much more important to win a gold medal than it is to win the PGA Championship, with all respect to the PGA. The fact is, you, you bring home a bronze medal, that's a big deal. That's going to be the best case scenario. But if you have Rory beating Jordan and Jason, what's the benefit for golf long term with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's always the tough part. There will be a benefit. Which is, which is the most yeah. likely scenario. Let's, no, no, there will be, be a benefit. Yeah. No, yeah. there will be. And we've already started to see it. It's a fascinating story that the, the, these countries that I talk about where the Olympics are the primary sporting event in Asia and South America, they've already started investing more in golf than they ever have before. And I think that's going to continue because suddenly it's an Olympic sport. It does bring golf to a new level in those countries. It's not going to make a, a hill of beans difference in the United States. Well, and I think talking about the attitude and, you know, Adam Scott not being excited about it, it's because they, he didn't grow up, this generation, players right now, we didn't grow up even knowing that playing for an Olympic gold medal was even on the table. So mm -hmm. maybe, you know, in the next 20 years, the next crop of yeah. players coming up, it will be something. There will be mm -hmm. Olympic golf lore that they will try to achieve and aspire mm -hmm. to, and they will get excited. It was never on the radar. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So they just didn't know.
And, and, you know, talking with Paul Casey, who, you know, made a big deal about giving up his European Tour membership, and one of the reasons he gave me is he wants to focus on making the Olympic team. And I was kind of thrown back by it, and really, that, that's important to you. And he, he gets excited, and I go, you're going to stay in the Olympic Village and the whole nine yards? He said, absolutely. He goes, I will have the training suit on from the second I land on the ground. You know, a lot of players right now, if you could give them a major championship or the gold medal, I think a lot would choose Which major? major. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Can I, I pick my major? I sure you can, yeah. Right? You would think so, yes. Karen Stepples, we had her on Morning Drive earlier in the year, and we posed that same question yeah. to her, and she said she didn't hesitate, without a doubt, yeah. she would keep her major championship. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like it. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Ryder Cup, which is also another very big event for next year. Uh, Davis Love III is again going to captain. So what is he going to do differently to make sure that his American squad wins this year? Got the task force. I mean, that's already something something different. Rex is basically a vice captain uh, on, on Davis's squad. But I'm I'm excited to see if this does produce a different result. I mean, how many how many cooks do you need in the kitchen? He's going to have four or five vice captains. Davis is obviously a smart man himself. He's going to have his own own opinions on on what it does. The fact of the matter is, you just need to play better for a three day period. I think, I think I think getting in yeah. I think getting in some of these Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, Billy Horschel type players uh, would certainly perhaps inject some new life in the American well, Will squad. we see that? Or if Phil and Furyk are on the yeah, bubble again, will they be the picks, or will we finally start picking the younger guys? Uh, that'll be interesting to see where, where Davis goes with that. I mean, we, you know, we're just going to have to wait for it to come down to the line. Yeah, he asked what he's going to do different. He always has. He already has done something different. I mean, he's trading texts with Tiger Woods constantly about this. So apparently they're engaged, which is the first part of the process. To your point, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. So had they not done something, task force to change it that is by definition insanity right doing the same thing over and over again yeah. expecting a different yes. result so they had to do something that being said if this doesn't work yeah. man where do you go i don't know where you go at this point because yes. it's just that to be quite honest with you they've invested so much in this and they've become such a whole pro high profile yeah. deal that the players stood up and said we have to have this task force if we don't get a win it is going to be well, ugly. It, it, the thing to me that's sort of strange too is we're all, we're you know we're not even that far out from the rider cup and we don't have a clue what either team's going to look like, all right? You know, for the last 10 years, I feel like we had a pretty good idea what both teams were going to look like. Well, even on the European side, I mean, you got Matthew Fitzpatrick, Andy Sullivan, Danny, Danny Willett. Willett. I mean, you've, you've got guys that you just don't know. Now, chances are they come in and they turn out to be stone-cold assassins, right? They always they're going to come out and they're going to drop 30-foot bombs all over the place. They're going to make. They're going to beat the Americans' best play. That that's just kind of what they're going to. That's what they're going to do. They're going to be Victor D playing with Graham McDowell. That that's what they're going to do. But until we get there, we don't necessarily know. But the pressure is a the pressure is immense. So that's why. And it's always why, on the Americans. It's always and always. it's just more so on them. I mean, the Europe the Europeans go there and lay an egg. They'll be disappointed, but it's not going to be that big of a deal. And there's so much. There's pressure, immense pressure on Davis because he's the guy who gave up the worst. You know, he gave up the worst one in the gave up the the home lead, the worst one in the history of the Ryder Cup. He blew that. He let Phil and Keegan sit down. He put Tiger too low. I, all these things, I know, I know, I know. But he did. He was the man in charge when that happened. So now he's the man in charge of leading the charge for the Americans back to do it again. It's, it's huge pressure, and I can't wait. Why well, go back? They went Tom Watson. They. Re-up Tom Watson, which is I'm aware entirely different than Davis Love, but they brought Davis Love back. Why do that? Why not a Larry Nelson? 
Well, and I think Larry's time had probably passed. I mean, I, I was a huge proponent of Larry because, I mean, we talk about this being a battle all the time, and here's a guy that actually did time in an actual battle. But uh, I think his time had probably passed. Uh, to, to Jay's point, and why did they bring Davis back? I mean, I think Freddie was the much better option. I mean, it seems to me coming out of that loss at Glen Eagles, supposedly all the players were clamoring for Freddie's our guy. We need to get him in the President's Cup record is impeccable. He, he, he loosens everything up. We need to get him and Michael Jordan into the team room and, and get everything relaxed and get these guys playing again. They, they went a different route. And you're right, with a captain who had given up who had some bad memories, who has some scar tissue there. I, they're trying to build this legacy. They're, you know, they're, the way they're dubbing him, he's the captain's captain, where he's going to create this legacy where either Jim Furyk or Stricker or Tiger are being groomed now to be the next captains. Maybe it works down the line. Maybe this isn't the year. Maybe we continue. We uh, That's twice now. It's going to cost me a fortune. Maybe they continue to build up these losses until somewhere five years down the road, this legacy starts to kick in. I don't know. I actually had no problem with Davis Love getting, getting the gig again. I think he's, he's a detail-oriented guy, unlike Freddie. That, like it or not, there's, there's a lot of things that go on now with the Ryder Cup in terms of appearances and press conferences and just little details that need to be hammered out that Davis he don't seems think to Freddie's enjoy. a detail guy. Is that what you're telling me? I am telling you that. Davis actually enjoys those minute tasks, and uh, I think he's going to do a good job, but I think... You know, delegating some of the roles to a Tiger who would have some influence in the team room or perhaps Phil if he gets that fifth vice captain spot. I think it's going to be good for the team. He's the minutiae captain. Is that what you're trying to make him That's out to be? I am. That's good. I like that you should coin that. You just did. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, so I know, you know, Jay, you made a great point in that, you know, we don't have any idea what either team is going to look like. But do, <laughs> do we know, I mean, if you could say right now, uh, America or Europe? Yeah. Oh, if oh. I had to pick one. Um, yeah. Overall. But sure, we can do your lineup if you no, want no, to. No, no, no. I think Jordan's a lock. And, and I think Ryan's probably right. I think there's going to be some younger players, your Billy Horschels and your Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka maybe, that come in and infuse it with new life. And, and this time, I think the United States does get it done for a lot of different reasons. The task force might be part of that reason. I think it'll it's be, going to get all the credit. Right. If it will get up. all the credit when, in fact, it's just going to boil down to the United States made more putts. It always does. What do you think? I, I, I do think the U.S. wins this year. Yeah. Uh, I think Europe wins and it gets, ju it gets worse. It just gets yeah, even more really, muddled it, and befuddled. It, and it, yeah, exactly. Because, well, hey, look, as journalists, we root for the story. So the good thing is whatever you root for there is going to be terrific, right? If the Americans come back home and win and it's this terrific vindication and all this stuff, or the Europeans win and just continue to, to be miserable for the Americans. We win either way, honestly. It would be disastrous if the U.S. team does not I, win. I, Where do you I go think from there? Home soil. That's a good story. You just have a task That's a good story. Course. You wouldn't you're want to write that story? You're going to get some new blood on the team, and you still lose? You wouldn't want to write that story? You're, you're literally at square one. Maybe <laughs> Europe's just better. I mean, I, I know we'd like to it's think... It's not. We, you we, can look we, at the I'd like to, We. I, I'd like to think... I, mean, I am an American. I can say we in that aspect. We'd like to think we invented the game. We did not. There, there is no manifest destiny that we need to win every single Ryder Cup. I, I just think but you shouldn't be losing eight of the last ten. And, and I'll go That's back to true. to to uh, the 2015 Presidents Cup when Nick Price really had to go toe to toe with Commissioner Fincham to get him to change the point structure, and, and Fincham met him halfway, and they got almost what they wanted. They really wanted to just come down to the last match, the last hole, and that's what it came down to. All right, it was as close as it's ever been. Speaking with with Nick, he, he made it clear that look, he felt like 28 points is the key. If you want a very close match, 28 points is the key, and he kept hammering on that, and I kept coming back to the idea that if that's the key, 
why doesn't the Ryder Cup go to 34 points? Because if that's the fact, yeah. it's got to be the answer for the Americans, right? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that the easiest answer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just flip it the other way or the other way. Yep. Exactly. They pull the old switcheroo. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to some burning questions as we're about to wrap this podcast up. So first one, who is number one in the official World Golf Ranking at the end of 2016? Roy McIlroy. Roy, for all the reasons we talked about, motivation should not be an issue this year. Roy McIlroy, uh, for all the issues I talked about, that when he is on top of his game, no one can beat him. Except clean, sw clean sweep for Rory yeah. McIlroy. Well, Jordan Spieth is angry right now. I'll be a contrarian. Sorry. Sorry. I'll go Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Well, why would <laughs> why? you? I'll be a contrarian. Why, why would you? I'll be a contrarian. Oh, there you go. Because he is right now, and he will continue to play <laughs> well. Good enough reason. 2016. All right, next question. Who is number one in the Rolex rankings at the end of 2016? little LPGA talk. In B Park. I think that that just game just that game just travels that put, that silky smooth putting stroke look. I, I mean, Lydia Ko is obviously I think going to be there, but she's still searching for distance and and everything. And when that happens, I know it's it's worked out so well so far. It just look, just be the best Lydia Ko you can be. You may not hit it that far. Do everything else really well because Envy Park is just not going away. I would say Lydia Ko, but I'm not totally convinced it's going to be. It's kind of like the speed thing. Like, how, how long can Envy Park continue to make all yeah. of these putts? Lydia yeah. Ko's game, I think, is so. more all around. You, if, if, if we had Randy Mel on this show, he would tell you Lydia has actually <laughs> increased her distance over the past year trying to change her, her ball flight. I think she is getting longer. I think that's going to pay off, and I think she's going to have another big season. I'm, I'm much more in Lydia Ko's camp, simply because to do what she did this season at such a young age, and she's only going to become more confident, she's only going to become more stronger, she's only going to become better fundamentally, all of these things factor into her continuing to be dominant. And you're right, Emmy Park cannot make those putts forever. I, I say the same thing about Jordan, but they continue to make them. Jordan, Jordan has his whole life. So Tiger, just, made him, keep on waiting, Tiger made him seemingly forever. Every, every putt that he had to make, he made for 15 years. It but seemed it, like it. But then it but runs then it, out. But he didn't make every putt. He just made the important ones. He just made the you ones that matter. I, I think he's probably okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go Lydia Ko as well because she's not affected. I mean, good day, bad day. She is just even keel, and she's, like you said, so is get more it's one of her best strengths. Well, I'm liking Lydia Ko. That's one of the two best of the game. Who are you right. picking here? You keep arguing for both sides of the coin. I know. I said I, I, wasn't, said he wasn't, I, convinced. Said I wasn't convinced. Oh, yeah. God, just pick a side. <laughs> Can they just tie? Just pick a side. Uh, well, keeping with that theme of Lydia Coe and Envy Park, how about is anyone going to challenge them in 2016? Yeah, Stacy Lewis. I mean, I, she can't Think? finish. She can't when finish. Too much. She can't finish second. No, there's not. Too, there's not them. There, there is some. But you don't have nine top three finishes and not have scar. All right, but we're still really not that far removed. For I mean, who's got more scar tissue? Her or somebody like Paula Creamer or Michelle? I mean, Stacy Lewis is is, is a winner. Yes, she's mad. I think she'll use this as momentum to play better next year. It's. I don't know that she'll that she will contend with them on a regular basis. She's not going to go winless during the year. She'll win two or three times, and absolutely wouldn't be surprised me if she wins a major. This this is an anomaly. It's just not going to keep going on. To me, that player is Lexi. If you look at MB Park and Lydia Ko, they have similar games in the fact that they're medium length hitters who are great iron players and really really good putters. If Lexi Thompson, who is a power player, can somehow develop a consistent putting stroke and win four or five times, I think she has the potential to challenge them. I don't think big, she will. Big question mark, though. But she has the potential to do so. But you're not convinced on that either? I don't think those two are going to get challenged. I have the potential to break 90 every time I play. Do you? Because I just play with you the other the, day. Well, I have potential. I didn't have the potential on that day. <laughs> Lex is not I exactly chopped liver here. I mean, it, no, but, I know. but you can't teach someone 
to become a good putter. I think you, I think you won't. Nobody challenge him. It, this is a match play situation right now. And, and you'd like to say, you'd like to talk about potential and who could do it, and who hits the ball far enough, and, and who we would like to see out there. There hasn't been that person. And until that person stands up, I, I'm not going to pull a name out of a hat. It's just not going to happen. Agree. I think it's MB Park and Lydia Ko in 2016. It's still a good Dominating. problem for the tour to have. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And uh, how about who's poised to take a big step in 2016, men or women? Uh, to me, I mean, you could go anywhere with this. I mean, you know, is is Ricky poised to win a major? Yes. I mean, that would be a big step, even though he's, you know, one of the highest ranked players in the world. Still, uh, to me, I still keep going back to, to Justin Thomas. And I, and I, uh, to me, this would, this was an easy one because he's licking his chops, man, watching Jordan Speed do what he did this year. And, and I just think, I'm not saying he's going to win a major or win two majors, but... What's, what's the next step I, I th Maybe oh, a... Yeah, a bigger level tour event, um, you know, a, a, an A-level tour. No, no, no. But you know, something like the Memorial, or he can win a bigger, he can win a bigger level tour event, uh, contend in a WGC event, something like that. I'm not, he's not going to, I'm not ready for a major. But he sees Jordan Speed do that. He knows that five years ago that they were neck and neck, and he knows that he has it in him. He just got to put himself in those situations. I think Thomas. Very, very streaky putter. I mean, his ball striking yeah. has always been excellent. That's if he thing. can get the putter going, I think he's going to be great. Uh, I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick mm. on the European side. He is basically the European version of Jordan Spieth. They're very similar size. They play very similar games with an emphasis on strategy and short game. Matt Fitzpatrick, I think he's going to be the breakout star of the Ryder Cup and probably not in the Americans' favor. I'm going to go with Tony Fino. Uh, he is one of those guys, he's the prototype, right? Big guy, hits it an absolute mile. If you look at what he did over the course of his rookie season, he did not win Rookie of the Year. He shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year, but the fact is he was as consistent, if not more, than any of the other first-timers. And you look at his mentality, you look at the way he carries himself, he has that ability to separate himself from other players. And I think he's going to do it on a big stage. You talk about that next level. I can see him putting himself in contention at Arnold Palmer, at Bay Hill, at the Memorial, something along those lines. And he's one of those players that I think once he gets over the hump, he can, he can dominate. He can pull a Rory where he just stands up on every tee and hits driver, not because he has to, he does it because he can now didn't win Rookie of the Year, but he was the best rookie in terms of major performance last year. I don't think my argument needed any help, but I appreciate that. <laughs> so Lav, always so there kind. to help out. Um, I'm going with, and you're going to call me crazy probably, but crazy. I... Crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, glad we already got that out of the way. Um, DJ winning a major mm. in 2016. I don't think that's crazy. I think he can win at Oakmont. Okay, cool. So I'm yeah. not crazy. Good. Well, until he does it, I, you know, I mean... Because of the Greens, that's why you would be crazy. But that's really the separation at the U.S. Open. Let's be honest. And not to take anything away from Jordan Spieth, but had they, if that Open was at Mirfield Village, he, he would have maybe made the eagle putt. He definitely would have made the birdie putt, and we'd have been there on Monday. Right. Well, the, the fact that that putt didn't come back down off the hill. I mean, sure. Jordan's you came would have back. been there on Monday. I was coming home. <laughs> well, he executed every shot coming down the street. Not to not that your point needs anymore. No, uh, no. Validation, but coming down the stretch to hit those two shots just to put himself in the position on the 18th hole at Chambers Bay, it, just pinpoint powerful execution. Eventually, those putts are going to drop at the right time, and it could be Augusta, it could be at the U.S. Open. PGA is probably the one I would lean towards. Cool. Too much, too much talent not to get it done. Uh, final burning question I have for you: story you want to write in 2016? Rex, start with you. We win the Ryder Cup. Is that right, Rex? Is that what you're thinking? That's right. Yeah, we win the Ryder Cup. Does he get charged when he says we? And uh, you know what? Roy wins the Masters. It's going to be. We talked about it. It's going to be hanging over his head until he gets that green jacket to complete the career Grand Slam. And he's played it well. He's been in contention there before. He knows what it takes to win. Jay pointed out he's going to be hungry. 
when the season starts. That, that would be 1A. 1B would be Tiger wins anything. Let's be honest. If Tiger comes back, number Tiger one, that's a story. Back. If Tiger comes back or if he wins anything, if he wins the member guest down in South Florida, I think that'll be a big story. Continuing the Grand Slam theme, the story I want to write this, this year is Phil winning a U.S. Open. We talked about it already, just coming through this career lull that he's had, a new swing coach, probably one last run his game finally getting that U.S. Open office back. I think that'd be the best story to write this year. That's absolutely what I was going to take, so I'll change my mind. But you said story I want to write. You mean, as, as the editor, story I want to delegate? Or edit. Yes. <laughs> or edit, or make one, of the, make one of these guys write. It's Tiger. I was Tiger Phil because it's ba basically been our life in golf over the last 20 years. So, yes, Tiger winning anything, Phil winning that. That's what I'd love to see. I really, I really want to see the Ryder Cup just be terrific. And again, it's you, you can't. I just want to see it close because whoever wins it's is a great. It doesn't matter. I know. I know yeah. It's not always close. Well, this past year wasn't close, but <laughs> past couple before it's that, past couple close. of them yes, have been they, close. They have, so I want it to be like that. And I don't really care who. I, I and I mean that honestly. I I could not care less who wins because it's terrific either way. I want to see it close because the tension over this this task force is just going to be immense. And I can't wait. That is going to be awesome. He brought it up. And, and this is one C, I guess, down on my list. It'd be pretty far back. But Lahiri winning the gold medal. Can you imagine? I mean, a billion people in India. He could not be a nicer guy. What happened to him last year at the, at the President's Cup, I think it would be a very cool story. Not the story I want to write the most, but it would be a very cool story. One C. One C. One C. Uh, you, could, you could have that dream come true. He's a great player. I'm going to go with, uh, I also probably won't be writing it, but uh, maybe editing it. Or the, doing some grill room Or segment, doing huh? some grill room or morning <laughs> drive or something. Yes, talking about it in uh, my T-sheet on morning <laughs> drive would be Spieth winning the Open and the PGA to Ooh. play the career grand slam. Oh. Oh, that would be awesome. Didn't even cross my mind on this possibility. <laughs> yeah, but that, yes, would, right. that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it could happen. It, it could happen. It won't, but it, it could. Right, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it, it won't we likely. Could, but we, we could all dream here. Yes, the question would be, what you want to write. All right, well, this has been your 2016 Look Ahead podcast on the Monday Scramble. Thank you guys for joining me, Rex Hoggard, Ryan Lavner, Jake Hoff, and I'm Bailey Mosier, and we will see you next time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.